Coming to you from the Coachella Valley in Southern California, in association with Anchor.fm, welcome to Is This Your Playlist? With your hosts Kedrick and Rissa. My name is Joey and this evening's playlist will begin now. Welcome to Is This Your Playlist? My name is Kedrick. I'm one of your co-hosts and I'm here with Risa. Hi, playlisters. How's it going today? And we are here in the middle of April. Oh, you know what? Today is 420. Yes, it is. 420. For those of you who don't know what that is, look it up. Anyway, so <laughs> it is 420 and it's Taco Tuesday. Those were meant to be together. Wow. I didn't even think about that because I'm having my bagel sandwich with ham. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, uh, so um, I am in Palm Springs, and Re now, Risa, what your city is like? What's your actual city name? Because I know you're not in Los Angeles. Are you in Los Angeles? No, Valley Village. I mean, everything is Los Angeles. Okay. So Valley Village, and um, and you go like two blocks over, and it's North Hollywood. So. Okay, so I, I really just say North Hollywood or I say Burbank because people know that. So that's fine. Whatever. Cool. Well, we are in two separate places. Yep. We're in the same time zone. Yep. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it's been like this in LA, but we have had the most crazy wind I've ever seen. I thought the other night I was going to wake up <clears throat> and there were going to be flying monkeys yeah <laughs> yeah the wind was like it was i mean there was one point i truly felt like i i felt like the house was shaking yeah I, mean, I was waiting for the roof to come off i was just like yeah that oh god anyway so but i guess it's we i live in north palm springs and we live like where the windmills are so i guess that has a has something to do with it but it has been just really it's just been crazy and it's just been screwing with my um my sinuses and stuff so oh yeah a lot of the you know i hate saying this because it sounds gross but i mean a lot of hawking loogies around <laughs> i was in riverside on sunday and we had the wind and we were um you know working on my parents house and my mom passed in january so we we're cleaning out everything so we we're in the garage and like I'm sweeping stuff out and the wind is blowing it right back in. I'm like, really? Like, what is the point? What is the point? So yeah, so the winds were pretty bad. And even though I did have a mask on, my eyes were a little icky and I was sneezing and it was just like, seriously, make it stop. So thank you, Santa Anna's. I love those. <laughs> um, so speaking of masks and stuff, um, you know, I think we're all, probably all, well, California is in the orange tier. And I'm really surprised that we, we got to the orange tier as quick as we did, because it seemed like it took forever to get to the red. Mm -hmm. And I think we were in the red for like two weeks and then the orange came. So um, where I've been working, you know, the gym, uh, you know, we went from having 10% capacity to you can have 25. So instead of 60, we could have like 150. I mean, we haven't had that oh, wow. by, by any stretch of the imagination, but it is what it is. But, and I got my second vaccine. Um, oh, good. And um, I have an appointment for <laughs> next week. <clears throat> so Your colonoscopy? That's it. Yes. Yeah. Good. Don't blah, blah, blah colonoscopies because... I am a colon cancer survivor and had I waited until I was 50 to get my colonoscopy, I would have had stage four, um, advanced stage four cancer. Um, instead, it, I got my colonoscopy when I was 48 and was diagnosed with stage three um, colon cancer. So, and people of color, are um, have a higher rate of um, colon cancer occurrences. So I'm glad that you're doing it. 
I'm very proud of you. Um, the prep is the worst, um, but it's a great nap. Trust. Uh, I was, I literally was saying blah, 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 because I couldn't remember what it was called. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, oh, I get it. crap. I was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it's my life, you know, so of course I'm going to know that. You're a cheerleader. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rah, rah. But, but anyway. But they, um, <clears throat> I heard, or I, and I read actually that they are giving the, the red light to indoor concerts. You're kidding. Mm -mm. What? I mean, I wonder how it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I was talking to somebody at the gym today and I, and, um, I kind of said, I wonder if it's going to be one of those situations where it's like four people or you have two people and then two empty seats or, you know, you know how you can buy them in twos and stuff or whatever. I wonder how it's going to be. And, um, I wonder if the bands are going to have to wear masks because could you see Simon in a mask? Mm, that's interesting. You know, maybe they just do, maybe they do 200 shows for, <laughs> for like one person. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing about that. Like, crazy ass me would attempt to try and go to all of them. Now, that's not going to happen unless I win the lottery yesterday. <laughs> And then I would just hire them to, oh my God, I would just ha hire them to play in my backyard. I'd be like, I want to hear Last Chance on the Stairway. I want to hear <laughs> My Own Way 1981 version. I want to. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I I totally get that. Yeah. That. Um, so, so speaking of Duran-ish, um, I'm still trying to get a hold of this blitzed documentary. It is so, I, I mean, I can't find it anywhere. You know, the documentary that they just released, um, you know, talking about the Blitz Club and, you know, yeah. Boy, Boy George is in it. Um, yeah. All the, you know, my, uh, you know. What Gary am, Kemp is in it too, right? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Gary Kemp, and I don't know if you knew this because Mark told me and I was like, oh, great. Mark told me. Um, Gary Kemp has a new song out. Yes, it's called Ahead of the Game. I knew that. I follow him on Instagram. So I see his posts. I just haven't, you know, clicked through to listen to anything. But yeah, that's, um, yeah. I li I that's awesome. I listened to it tonight um, as I was washing dishes. Gary oh, my Kemp, God. Gary Kemp's solo album comes out June 18th. Oh, my gosh. It's in solo. And, uh. I'm very excited to have something to put as a set with little bruises. Yeah, I have that, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's finally my guy has music. Your guy has music. Now my guy has music and that's great. It's all good. Yeah, so, it is. And um, yeah, so, so, uh, so, to, uh, so when we come back, we're going to take a little break. I'm going to drink some water. And when we come back, Risa and I are going to talk about classic rock decades. Tonight's decade is the 1960s. Woo, woo, woo. Right here on Is This Your Playlist. So stay tuned. Hey, this is Brent from Probe 7, and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist? Hey, playlisters, um, you are joining Risa and myself for episode 66 of Is This Your Playlist? And uh, we're doing classic rock decades. Um, tonight, it's decade, it's the 60s. And here's the funny thing about this. Like, We'll come up. Uh, we'll come up with ideas. Risa usually comes up with them, and then I tailor them, and then I tailor them back the way they were supposed to be. Um, so I thought, let's do the '60s and the '90s, right? So I'm trying to do the research, 
and I'm like, ooh, this is hard because the 90s, that's all it was was rock. So I kind of uh, messaged her. I was like, okay, let's just, just do the 60s. And here we are. Um, <laughs> and I gave her the authority off camera, but now it's on camera. If I start changing stuff, she gets to say, no, dude. No, dude. <laughs> no, dude. So, so we're going to go through the 60s. And um, I'm so excited about this one. And uh, Risa, do you want to go ahead and start us off? I will start us off. So since we're waxing nostalgic, um, you know, this particular topic was a breeze for me. Like I already knew the songs. I just had to double check and make sure they were the 60s. And there were a couple that weren't. So I, you know, found some substitutions. But this whole nostalgia thing um, brought up this song, which is I Get Around by the Beach Boys. So it's, you know, Beach Boys, iconic, surf pop, you know, whatever. Um, but it is a classic rock song and it's super nostalgic for me because when I was in junior high school, Sierra Middle School in Riverside, California, I tried out to become a pom-pom girl. And the pom-pom routine was to this song, I Get Around. Yeah. Now picture this junior high school seventh grade so it was, it was eighth grade pom-pom girls seventh grade I'm like what 12 13 years old I'm already 511 okay Over. yeah so so, you know, so much taller than everybody else so it was just super awkward I wasn't you know comfortable with myself and like you had to have your hair in ponytails my hair was layered. So like I had like these ponytails with hair just like sticking out all over the place. Like I couldn't, I couldn't make ponytails like, oh, oh, well, but um, yeah, that was just really such a weird, um, a weird time. I mean, middle school is awkward anyway, um, but to be five foot 11 and taller than, you know, the girls and the boys um, and trying out to become a pom-pom girl was really, um, uh, I want to say traumatizing, um, but I don't think I, I, I want to say traumatizing, but as I think about it, I don't, I don't think it was that traumatizing. It was just super awkward. Um, but every time I hear this song, I can still sort of remember some of the routine, um, but it just makes me smile and cringe <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and, that's not, and that's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> there's not a lot of things that you can smile and cringe to so i, I that is you. for sure for sure <laughs> um so um you want me to you want to go you want me to keep going um i'll go i'll i'll do one okay. um I, I do love the beach boys i get around and um i you know knowing what i know now about them it's like yeah they were clean cut on the outside boy there behind the music was like, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Um, Steve loves a Steve loved the Beast Boys, so he always used to, you know, get a big smile on his face when they would come on the radio, and we would probably sing it. So that's a great, that's an awesome choice. You always have really good ones. So Thanks. my first one, because um, I have a I have a 1960s playlist on Spotify. I think there's a hundred songs on there, so that's where I started. Mm -hmm. And um, I was kind of going down and the first one that, well, I mean, the first two on the list are on my list, but the first one that kind of caught my eye when I was trying to do one that's different than, you know, not your regular one was Secret Agent Man by Johnny Rivers. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, you know, UK spy series, Danger, Mal Danger Man from 1964 to 1966. It was a theme song. It got to the, it got to number three in the US um, and they changed Danger Man to Secret Agent Man for the US market. And um, it, it's def it's basically his signature song. And um, it was produced by Lou Adler, which mm. when I was doing a lot of research, he was a big, producer I guess in the in the 60s and I I believe I might be wrong but I think Stephen Adler from Guns N' Roses is 
his grandson or his son or some descendant of Lou Adler. I'll have to look that up. But I but I remember like in a Guns N' Roses documentary about something and they said, you know, his or uncle or something. But yeah, I'll, I'll get the uh, I'll get the information for that and tell you next week. Um, and it's been covered. Okay. I just love it. Secret agent man. Secret. I mean, I just love it. It's just like, it's just that kind of like spy, you know, tone to it, but it's been covered by three. Well, I wrote down three of them and you're going to laugh. You will laugh. It's been covered by the ventures, Devo and Bruce Willis. Oh my gosh. Let's cook on Bruce Willis singing secret agent man. Shall we? That's fantastic. And pause. That's um, fantastic. Um, as I um, am really kind of trying to uh, keep a lot of stuff like information on Spotify, this song has, as of yesterday, day before yesterday, over 3,800, well, it has 3,872,872 streams on Spotify. Wow. So that's wow. pretty cool. What year was that released? Um, it was released in 1966. Okay. Yeah. Um, actually, you know what? I think it was 65 because it, because it coincided with the U S market or the U S, you know, re retelling of the danger man UK spy series. So it's probably, oh, I see. probably 65. I should have written okay. it. Okay. So, so that's so that's my first choice. Um, All right. What do you have? What you got next, girl? So before I get to my next one, um, I neglected to say that I get around was released in 1963. Oh, okay. So um, my next one is two songs. It's um, well, actually, no, it's really one song because the other one is released in 1970. So it's "Brown Eyed Girl" by Van Morrison which was released in, I don't know. I didn't write it down. Oops. Anyway. Um, 68, so, I think. 68 or 69, I want to say. I didn't write it down. But yeah, so Brown Eyed Girl is another one of those songs that I have really um, wonderful memories tied to. When I moved back to LA after I, after I graduated college and went back home and then came back to LA, I joined um, a social club and there was a dance every month. And so the, you know, typical dance, it was still like junior high school where the guys just sort of stood on the outskirts and like, didn't ask you to dance until it was a slow song. But, you know, you always grabbed your girls and you went out there and just started dancing, you know, to any, you know, fast song, you know, that you liked. So, Brown Eyed Girl is one of those. And my group of girlfriends at the time, like we all made up, like my friend Suzanne, um, when she gets tired, she has a lazy eye and it crosses. So when she would sing Brown Eyed Girl, she would sing Cross Eyed Girl. Oh and so we would just all laugh. And then, you know, my friend, you know, had green eyes, you know, green eyed girl, you know, so we just all had these, you know, different, you know, whatever things. And it just, it just, again, the nostalgia just brought up some really warm and wonderful and, um, you know, just lovely memories. Um, you know, I mean, I liked that song before, but now it just has all these really great, um, these great women that I met, you know, tied to it. So, you know, there's nothing like dancing in a circle, you know, group of your best girlfriends and, you know, singing cross-eyed girl to you know your best friend so <laughs> you're my cross-eyed girl that's exactly it that's exactly it um oh. but you know van morrison i'm a huge fan and i didn't know i didn't know van morrison like as i heard him you know but as i discovered the songs that i had already known were by him it's like oh okay so you know i started um, delving more into his um, into his catalog, but uh, one of his songs, Domino, um, is from the '70s, and that has got to be one of my most favorite songs. It's just so good. Nice. But um, Brown Eyed Girl, 
that's uh, that's that's a classic. It's a classic. You know what? It it total it truly is. Um, it was uh, it was released in '67. So, okay. Yeah. Um, Thanks. <laughs> Brown eyed girl is two things to me. Brown eyed girl is <clears throat> just a classic song. But for me, and and I kind of made I kind of made this up, but I kind of feel it just from my experience. There are two songs, and they can have them. You know, straight men need an anthem, and there are two of them: "Brown Eyed Girl" and "What I Like About You." Straight man anthem. That's you what know, girl is. I- I agree with what I like about you, but I would put in Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger. Because that's like, you know, sliding in in your underwear and your socks and dancing, you know, that's the the epitome, you know, of of freedom and youth, right? For, I I think I would add that, but that that is that is a very a very wise observation. That is a very wise observation. Thank you. You betcha. Um, you, betcha. Um, you know, just um, when I have been to straight clubs in my younger years, <clears throat> those two songs would bring the boys to the yard. That's so funny. Different, different yard, but yeah. But yeah, I was like, yeah, straight men need an anthem too. They can have it. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. I can I can see that. That's really funny. And that is really funny. And Van Morrison was he held the distinction of I don't know if you remember Morrissey did the Hollywood Bowl. I wanna say I wanna say to 2013 maybe. And he did the Hollywood Bowl and then he did, I think, Madison Square Garden. And Madison Square Garden, the opener was Cliff Richard at the Hollywood From Bowl. From Morrissey? Yes. Oh, wow. And in, uh, at the Hollywood Bowl, it was Van Morrison. Oh, wow. And Steve and I were actually going to go, <clears throat> but then we ended up not going. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then Van Morrison came back back on his own and Billy Idol was opening for it. So crazy. Yeah, it is weird. And I didn't know he was Irish too until I, um, you know, did my, I usually do like a luck of the Irish, um, you know, uh, CD back in the day. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's a nice. good choice. That's a great choice. Um, my next one is, it's the second song on my playlist my 1960s playlist i mean it's not really any like one two three but like the first five are probably like the heavy hitters um so this one is a little song that was released in 1968 april um it was one of the songs for a little movie in 1967 called the graduate it's called Mrs. Robinson by Simon Garfunkel. That's Um, a great pick too. And you know what the funny thing about that when I was doing my research, um, it was saying how like Mike Nichols rejected all three of the songs that they submitted. Wow. Okay. Which were which ended up being on an EP called Mrs. Robinson EP. And uh, including the uh, the sound of silence is on that EP, mm-hmm. and you know um, Steve really likes that. I mean Simon and Garfunkel are probably like second to another another group on this list, but um, you know it won two Grammys that year, Record of the Year and Best Contemporary Pop Performance Duo or Group. Wow. It ended the in the U.S. Billboard charts. It ended up uh, number nine for the year. It got number one in the U.S. and Canada, number four in the U.K. And um, it's for me, 
what it symbolizes is it's it's kind of like Mrs. Robinson sort of like a pop culture punchline because you like if it's like with my friends like if one of my friends is dating um you know a younger person i'm like okay mrs robinson (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) because because in the movie dustin hoffman he starts you know he begins an affair i believe ann bancroft was the older lady ann bancroft yeah and then then he got obsessed with her daughter which i believe was Catherine ross and so And so it's like, yeah, when, like I said, when one of my friends starts dating a younger person, I'm like, mm-hmm, Mrs. Robinson, what's up? I love <laughs> you know? that. Because if, you know if you know the movie, then you know yeah, the, of the course. first point of it. Of and um, it's got, are you ready for this? On Spotify, it has over 383 million streams. Wow. Wow. And, uh, you know, Simon and Garfunkel, um, you know, they were, you know, they did, I mean, they kind of like started a little bit in the 60s, but I think most of their stuff is probably like more 70s. Bridge Over Troubled Water, I think was. That's classic yeah. songs. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. They were, I don't see how people could have went to that, uh, the uh, Simon and Garfunkel in New York, because I saw like video of it and they're just like, mm-hmm. Like, are they are they moving up there? It was the sixties. Everybody was super <laughs> mellow. Sixties and seventies. Yeah, that's up. a great that's a great song. That's a great song. It's a really um put it in your pantry with your cupcakes. <laughs> you know, just like <laughs> you know, it's like those those little catchy one of those catchy pop tunes. So yeah, I like that. Of, I mean it kind of I mean, it's it's a symbol of that era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great one. Thank you. Uh, let's see. What do I have going on over here? Um, so this one um, is my next my next choice is "Evil Ways" by Santana. Um, just for the musicality alone i mean take out the lyrics but i mean obviously you know carlos santana arguably one of the best guitarists ever 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 but the whole musicality of that song just um i remember (laughs) i remember hearing it and there was an instrument i didn't know what it was and my house is very musical. My mom is a cla- was a classically trained opera singer. My dad was a jazz piano player. And so, um, you know, I would mimic songs and, you know, and sounds in songs. And they had, my dad had this instrument. It was, it was a fish, but it had ridges on it. And then you have this, um, a stick that you, you know, slide up and down and it makes these noises. And oh my God, it, I mean, it's in the song. I don't know how to describe it, but um, just, I just, I just love that song. And and I can hear my dad singing um, just this one part, it, you know, with Gene and Joan and the who knows who, but the way, what I thought he was saying was like just this complete jumbled mess, but um you know, just musically, that song, um, just, it, it's one of those, like, it, if I change a station, and it's on, and it's the middle of the song, I'm, I'm listening to it until the end, you know, I'm sitting in my car until the song is over, it, it's one of those, it's one of those, even though I have it, like, on cassette, I have it on CD, I have it on, you know, on my iPad and my iPod, you know, it's, it's one of those songs that I can play anytime I want to, but when you hear it on the radio, it's, like, crank, and wait until the song is over. So that's my that's my third choice is Evil Ways by Santana. And that song was released in 69. I I'm not sure if I know that one. Um because I wasn't the biggest Santana fan until later. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to do a little backtracking, but I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to that. I'm gonna put it on a playlist. One of mine is uh one of my honorable so for tonight is uh Sugar, Sugar by the Archies. Oh, yes. 
Yes. And you know, what's funny. It's like, I, my first thought was, I love that pop song. And it's like, oh, it's classic rock, but it's a classic song and everything was rock. So I love it. Yeah. You make good decisions. I you mean, make good choices. I mean, I obviously, you know, for me, it was, um, it was linked to the cartoon era, Archie's. Archie's aren't dark. So we're going to take a little break here. And uh, when we come back. Yeah, I got to put some, I got to put it in my pantry with the cupcakes. <laughs> Sorry. That's just a great line. I mean, it's like, I want to be a lyricist. <laughs> so, so when we come back, we're going to talk more about the 60s on Is This Your Playlist? And you're listening here with me and Risa, and we will be right back after this word from our sponsors, Anchor. Hey, this is Steve, and you're listening to Is This Your Playlist? Welcome back to Is This Your Playlist? I am Kedrick, and I'm here with Risa. Hi. <laughs> and we are traveling back in time to the 60s. Uh, Woo-hoo, what a crazy era that was, um, probably. I mean, Woodstock. <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, I mean, I Weren't you know, I mean, it seems like it was such a. I mean, it's free love. That's where that all started, and I just, you know, there's a lot. It seems like there's a lot of like war stuff when you talk about the '60s. Yeah, it's a culturally shifting <clears throat> time. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I'm glad that, uh, you came up with the idea for the sixties this time out. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to keep the ball rolling. Uh, my next choice is a song that was released in 1968, December. It has over 210 million listens to on Spotify and it was featured in the outgoing credits of There's Something About Mary, and it's currently in a 2021 Geico commercial. It's by the Foundations, and it's called Why Don't You Build Me Up Buttercup Just to Let Me Down. Oh my gosh. I love the song. And the cool thing about the Foundations was this was the first single that was sung by the new lead singer Colin Young after uh, Clem Curtis left the band. Um, It was just a hit. It was, I guess back in the day, they had something called Cashbox. They had like US, you know, they had the billboard charts, but then they had something called Cashbox. I I don't Mm -hmm. know really what that is, but it was number one in Cashbox. It got to number two in the UK, only number three in the US in early 1969 and it was uh, number one in australia and canada and it was top 10 or top five in in such diverse countries as new zealand south africa and ireland and um when i like dug a little deeper than than my normal research um if you listen to the words the song is about erotic rejection it is okay it really is okay (laughs) um because it's like thank you why do you build me up buttercup just to let me down it's like it's to this girl but she's not showing up for dates and she's not calling them back and blah blah see i would have never thought that in a million years just by listening wow and um you know it's what i wrote here on my sheet i said stood up by his girl repeatedly she lets him down, doesn't call or come by for dates, but he keeps waiting by the phone. Wow. And it also, and the foundations also had the distinction at the time, you know, in the late sixties, there were, the group was integrated. There was black members and white members. So that was something that wasn't really done too much back then. Um, so yeah, it's, a. Uh, I'm, I, I forgot that it was in the commercial, the Geico commercial. And when I was doing the research, I was like, oh, okay, that, because I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. Um, so yeah, uh, Build Me Up Buttercup. It's, those, it's one of those songs that I remember hearing when I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, because I mean, I started listening to music in 1980, so I would hear it on the radio or something like that. And it's just like, it's just like, I mean, the fact that it says build me up buttercup, because I mean, buttercup was such a funny word to me when I was little, you know, so uh, yeah. So, um, so that's, my, so that's mine. Um, what is next on your list, dear heart? It, back to your song. I like the call and return of that song. Why do you build me a build me? A, you know, I, I like, I like that, that call and return sort of thing. Um, anyway, right. So my next, um, song is two songs, but it's the same artist. Um, and you had mentioned um, the 60s about the war, right? And how there was such a cultural shift. And I was talking about how there was such a cultural shift in, in the 60s um, and throughout the 70s. So um, my two songs are Everyday People and Hot Fun in the Summertime by Sly and the Family Stone. Both songs were released in, um, in 69 in 1969 and Sly was, I mean, the band was um, like you were talking about foundation, how they were diverse. Um, same with Sly and the Family Stone. They were both um, uh, they're integrated, you know, different races and different genders, you know, um, in, in the band. And, you know, he, they were just so politically aware and just, you know, listening to um, everyday people, you know, I mean, that, that's, that was what was going on. It's like, you know, here's a black one who doesn't like the green one, who doesn't like the short one, you know, so it was just how, you know, just calling out the ridiculousness of, of it all, you know, um, and just, I mean, just calling it out, period. Um, and then Hot Fun in the Summertime, even though it's it's reminiscent of, you know, such great things about summer, you know, school is out, you know, county fairs, you know, things like that. It really was speaking to um, the simple, the simple times that were being ripped apart at the seams because of war, because of, you know, racial disparities and, you know, um, and, and all of that. And I, you know, I have found in my life that the songs that, that give me like a good feeling musically, it's like, you know, it's like a happy tune, but the words are, the lyrics are deep or they're, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I find myself drawn to those conflicting songs where you have like this happy la 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 melody. And then the lyrics are like, you know, in your face talking about, you know, war or whatever it is. But um, Hot Fun in the Summertime is one of my favorite songs. It's my, it's, it's my ringtone during the summer. Okay. So the, fir the first day, the, one of the lyrics is um, end of the spring and here she comes back. So on the first day of summer, I change my, <laughs> I, I change my ringtone to um, hot fun in the summertime. And then on the first day of fall, I change it back to, you know, the Macarena or. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, I, so on my birthday, I put it on, I put on, um, it's, I changed it to 50 cent, um, 50, um, for summertime, it's hot fun in the summertime. And then, um, throughout the rest of the year, it's either Mbop or it's the Macarena. And right now it's the Macarena. I do love that song actually. Um, so those are my, that's, that's my, uh, that's my choice. Nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know what the funny thing is when when I said that about the foundations about being diverse, I thought to myself, oh yeah, Sly, Sly and the Family Stones probably gonna, you know, they're like that too. And then you said it, I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's like 
it's like I give you lead-ins and not even yeah. think about it. Like it's a perfect just, segue. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Segue. Here's the thing. High five. To, to the oh, hold on. Oh wait, am I, am I, yeah. we there just have the screen. Um, so we listeners, we don't like spend a lot of time beforehand, like, um, you know, kind of saying, telling each other what songs we picked. Um, because I like the what's the word I'm trying to think of the uh, the um the element of surprise. I like that. And we're very good at that, you and I. I mean, I think the only one that we knew what we were getting into was the 70s story songs, because I t I had told Risa to just send me five, knowing me. Sure. <laughs> I said, knowing me as you do, send me five. And she, she yeah, okay. She she hit the nail on the head, that, that mm -hmm. 70s story song one. Never, <laughs> cried, never cried on a podcast before or since. <laughs> um, so... Uh, so my next choice is uh, arguably they were they were the band for the 60s. Uh, this is one of the later ones. It was released in 1968. Um, it has over 348 million streams on Spotify and uh, it was a non-album single and it's just uh it's just it's a seven minute opus with four minutes of na 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 na, 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 na. It's called hey jude by the beatles ladies oh, and um good selection thank you um so it was it was written by paul mccartney and now see this is the this is another funny part about research like i would have never known any of this but paul mccartney wrote it to julian lennon yes he did um because you know papa lennon had just left you know his wife for yoko and his son and you know what it's oh boy okay this is not happening again um i heard that john lennon was really just awful to Julian Lennon, like just didn't treat him as like his child. It's like, dude, he's your, I mean, he's your kid. And so, so, uh, and Paul wrote this song, but it's, it's under the uh, Lennon McCartney partnership. So I don't know, what, I don't know exactly what that means, but that's what I read. Um, it was the first release on the Apple record label. That was a new, that was their new label at the mm -hmm. time. Um, I mean, it was number one in 16 countries. I could give you the list of countries, but I'll <laughs> give you a couple. I mean, you know, it's a hit when it's number one in Yugoslavia. And cook on that. And That's wide mass appeal. Yeah. Um, it, uh, was number one for nine weeks in the U.S. Um, it's sold eight million copies. It's it's frequently on you know the the greatest songs of all time like you know lists in the magazines in the credible mm -hmm. magazines like Rolling Stone. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just I just remember reading about how um, Julian Lennon's mom how. Paul went down there and wrote it in the car. Mm, wow. I can't even write my name on a note card in the car, but yeah, Paul, <laughs> sure, go ahead. Um, and it was the longest single to top the UK charts. It was the longest one. I would have thought wow. Bohemian Rhapsody was, but Hey Jude was. And what, okay, what it brings, you know, what the memory it brings for me is, um, in 1994, uh, Take That did a tour, Pops tour in England, and I got to see it. And this was the first time that they used, they had a stage, you know, above where they you oh. know, did a walkway and, you know, there was a stage in the middle. And they, for the Brits that year, they did a Beatles medley of I Want to Hold Your Hand. Oh, yeah, i tell you something, I want to hold your hand, Hard Day's Night, and She Loves You. That was on the Brits. 
um, all in black and white, you know, the whole nine. And then at the very end of the song, they do color and they're all wearing blue. Wow. I, you know what? I love Take That. They did it better than anybody, hands down. So on the tour, they went out to the stage above. Like one night I was sitting literally right underneath it. Okay. And they did a Beatles medley. So they did, I want to hold your hand, hard day's night. She loves you. And then they added, I feel fine. Get back. And Hey Jude. Wow. And Howard saying, Hey Jude in the, in the medley. And it was just like, you know, you know, the whole, nah, 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 nah. And they were walking and they were walking down the ramp, you know, and it was just so like, it was just so amazing. And then of course, and Robbie Williams was still with him at that point. And um, so he gets off and he was like, Robbie did the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And if you know, Robbie Williams, I mean, you know, he, he nailed it. He nailed it. So that's, so that's where Hey Jude comes for me. And I think it was really the first song that I really, really, really liked by them. Cause I, you know, cause I had to backtrack. Um, yeah. Hey Jude. And I guess it was, he wrote it, Hey Jules, but I, you know, he changed it to Hey Jude. And, um, and it's just basically, I mean, it's, it's stupid and cliche, but it's, it's a song about taking a positive outlook on a bad situation. So, yep. um, yeah. What a great list. That's a great list. I, the, the songs that you've mentioned are all really great sing-alongs. I really, I really like that. I, you make excellent choices. Thanks. I, you know, you can never hear that enough from people, no matter what the situation is. Now, all I would have to do is find boyfriends. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, so uh, Risa and I both have one more. And um, before we get to those, um, I want to uh, just thank anchor for hosting this podcast um you know thank you anchor it's the easiest way to have a podcast you know they you know they host the thing for you they distribute the thing for you um you know the creation tools help me personally to you know edit this and make it sound great and um you know there's no minimum listenership so it's cool and and you know it's been two years for me uh, since the first one. And I'm just very grateful for that. And um, I'm grateful for uh, you, Risa, uh, all you. the time. And I'm glad you're back. And um, so before we get to those two, um, I just had a couple more honorable mentions. I'll keep them short. Um, so they're both like, they're both females. Um, this, the first one, oh, it's so funny we're talking about Take That. Um, I didn't, see, I give myself lead-ins and I don't even think about it, okay? So <laughs> in 1994, um, this lady, she toured with Take That. Her name is Lulu. The song is called To Stir With Love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how that came into my stratosphere was... Um, I, I wasn't really a big 10,000 Maniacs fan. I love Natalie Merchant solo, but I, 10,000 Maniacs was, it was like 10,000 Maniacs and everything but the girl and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Eh, it's just like everyone liked them, but I just didn't see it. On one of their singles, there was a live version of To Sir With Love sung by 10,000 Maniacs and Michael Stipe from R.E.M. Oh my God, so good. and uh you know lulu was another one that you know i had to backtrack because she actually did the the female vocal on take that's uh cover relight my fire yeah kind of brought her career back you know big time and so that's one and the next one it's sort of i'm doing i'm doing a reset i'm doing a one artist four songs i mean this one (laughs) this one's actually four songs (laughs) um (laughs) She was, I feel like she was the grand dame of of the 60s. Um, She, she, uh, God, we named our, 
we named our first child slash dog after her and uh she's called dusty springfield oh my gosh and when i had to try and choose one of the songs i was like f it i only want to be with you you don't have to say you love me oh my god <laughs> son of a preacher man amazing oh. and probably the best one oh if you saw my best friend's wedding, please tell me that you saw my best friend's wedding. When Cameron Diaz gets up and sings, I just don't know what to do with myself. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and those are my honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, those are, those are good. Yeah, Son of a Preacher Man. Yeah, that's a story song. There you go. But, um, but her voice just, uh, yeah. oof. And, she and then with back. the with and the uh, pet shop boys, yes. Um, but yeah, she's again. You make good choices. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, pet shop boys. I mean, what have I done to deserve this? Amazing. And then you know, she had nothing has been proven. Nothing has been proved. And um, um, oh god, I can't remember what the second song was called. In private. And uh, yeah. Um, when we got the first dog, she's a golden retriever. Um, I'll tell the story really quick. So we went to name her, Steve and I were, we were, um, couple at the time. And <clears throat> he says, he goes, why don't we name her Kylie? Okay. I was like, no, dude. Uh, uh. I'll let you, I'll let you tell all my friends why our dog is named Kylie. Nuh-uh. You know what I mean? I was just like, no, dude. Even though, like, I thought about it for a second, I was like, oh, my God, her name's Kylie. <laughs> you know, it was like, Ugh. So that was after I said Goldie. Like, I said Goldie first, and he was like, nah, how about Kylie? And then it just, like, it just came into my head. It was like, dusty. There you go. You know, she's the, she's the dust bowl. She's our little, you know, she is the, she is my firstborn child and nice. uh, I love her. So nice. So um, I have one, Risa has one. I'm going to let Risa go first. And um, I'm so interested to hear what your last one is. <laughs> so my last song is actually my first song. It was the one that I wrote down immediately. And it is, Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones from 1969. This song, again, civic-minded, culturally, politically aware. Um, but outside of that, the main reason I love this song is Mary Clayton. Mary Clayton is the one, the, the singer that, you know, I, I, and I can't sing, but she's singing, you know, just to kiss away, you know, rape, murder. It's just, you know, it's just a shot away. She tells the story and, and I've seen this, I've seen this in 200 Feet from Stardom. I've seen it on Queen Latifah. Um, when she had a talk show and Mary Clayton was on there, Mary Clayton tells the story that she's home in bed. She's pregnant. She has rollers in her hair, gets a call. We need you to go down to this recording studio right now. It's like two o'clock in the morning, something like that. Some, you know, midnight, whatever it is. Just, you know, an ungodly hour. So she gets up out of bed. She throws on a Chanel scarf and she puts on a fur coat and goes down. She goes out the door and there's a car waiting for her to take her to the recording studio. She goes, they tell her what they want her to sing. She goes, and as she's singing it, they're like outside of the booth, just staring at her, just like a gog and like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, your magic. This is awesome. And um, in the song, when she, when her voice gets really high, gets high pitched and she's like screeching almost, but still singing at the end of that line, at the end of the lyric, you can hear, um, I think it's Keith, but it, it's 
one of them, but there's somebody in the background that just yells, yeah, you know, and it's like, I, you know, I feel that it's like, you're listening to, and you're like, yeah, but there is on, um, floating around somewhere on the, on the webs, you know, it's probably on YouTube, um, is a deconstructed version of this song where they take, they isolate each element and it just listening to her part. That's all you hear is her. It is so freaking. it's magical. It's goosebump inducing. It's, it, it's jealousy inducing because like she, she sings, you know, a handful of words in this three minute, four minute song and, and just blows it all away, just blows it away. But Mary Clayton is really the reason why I love this song. And um, um, at some, I don't know, some VH1 thing or some music thing, Slash and, oh no, it was, um, I think it was Mick Jagger and um, Fergie did it. I mean, she didn't do it justice. I mean, yeah, she, she's, she can sing, she can sing, but Mary Clayton is just, it's her shoulders that Fergie stands on. I, I would I would suggest that you listeners check it out. Um, you know, listen to listen to the song, listen to Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones, listen to Mary Clayton, and then find the isolated, deconstructed version and just listen to her vocals and let me know what you think. It's just Oh, the power. I mean, I could just talk about this for another, you know, 45, 50, 60, 90 minutes. It's just so freaking powerful. And, you know, again, it's, you know, the 60s, it's these culturally aware, it's these politically aware, civic minded, you know, just the, the beginning of this. It's like, it, yeah. Uh, okay. You know how I love a part two. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be me talking about Gimme Shelter. I'd be like, <laughs> and Mary Classic Rock, classic rock Songs of the 60s, part two, Risa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. When you started telling the story about the Rolling Stones, I'm trying to think where I was. And somebody was telling me that story tied into that um i think it was on netflix the the 20 feet from fame or five feet from yeah fame. 200 feet from is it 200 feet i wrote it down 20 well, feet it, from stardom yeah is she in that she is okay see that's what yeah when you started telling me the story i was like that's why i kind of smiled and i was like pointing i was like oh yeah i've heard that story like recently yeah. like in the last two weeks yeah if you google her name and Queen Latifah or on Queen Latifah's talk show she tells the story I mean it's just the way she tells it she it's it's really good it's really good I, I love it I love it. it's such a great story I'm gonna have to look that up on Spotify when we get done here um every your song, last one every song tonight's just been it just this is why I do this and this is why I care about it so much because like not only are we well obviously we're giving entertainment to people because we're so funny and cool um <laughs> duh. duh I mean seriously um but you know I learn stuff and you learn stuff and we're and you know we as friends are you know learning stuff about each other I love it and for me music will bond me closer to anybody it doesn't matter how cute you are whatever if somebody comes along that like i can talk music with they jump high you're best be yeah i totally um, get it and uh, so um so to finish mine i mean it's the first song on my 60s playlist i'll kind of give you the stats first okay um it was certified gold in June of 1966. It is considered Rolling Stone's 500 greatest songs of all time, number 89. 
It was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2001. Um, it's been covered by America, Beach Boys, and Jose Feliciano. It was used in the San Andreas trailers, sung by Sia. It was number 14 in Lebanon. There's been disco versions, dance versions by Colorado, Royal Gigolos, DJ Sammy. And the most important thing of all, and he's going to love hearing this, this is Steve's favorite song of all time. Ooh, do and tell. It's, and it's his favorite group, too. Um, and it just starts off with something to the effect of, all the leaves are all the leaves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. California Dreaming by the Mamas and the Papas, y'all. Um, excellent. Most excellent. 329 million streams on Spotify. Um, it was it was number 10 for the year, 1966. Uh, number four in the U.S., number three in Canada. Only number 23 in the U.K., which was weird. Huh. I, but yeah, it's... Um, it's just, it was written by um, John Phillips and Michelle Phillips, and they wrote it in a very cold New York night, harking to like be in that warm, nice LA weather. I mean, that's pretty simple. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's just like, I, I, you know what? I think that's why it's the first song on the on my 60 playlist. That song is the 60s. I mean, it epitomizes the 60s and the the kind of like like oh, what's what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like the not naive, but like just the up you know upbeat part of it, you know. And uh, I mean, and it brought us Mama Cass. What's up? It did. It did. You know, they, um, you know, they had some, they had some crazy stuff. Mamas and Papas, you know, they had some, they had some crazy background stuff, but um, that song, that song is eternal. That song is, you know, and also one of the things that I, that I came up with, this is another one when I was talking earlier about Lou Adler they actually met Lou Adler before they had a record deal and Lou Adler heard their music and got them a record deal. So Lou Adler is pretty, pretty high up. I'm going to have to do a little bit more research on him. Yeah. Um, but um, I think, I guess that's it. That's it. That was great. Oh my gosh. That was a great one. It was, you know, I mean, like I said, it's the 66th episode. For me, that's huge that I've been able to do this um, across three co-hosts. And um, you know what? It just gets better. Sometimes, and the playlisters, I'm, I'm basically talking to you. Sometimes, like, time-wise, you know, Risa and I will get, like, off sync. But once we get here where we're at right now, this shit is magic. Okay? Yep. She she is the reason that I keep this going because if she didn't come along, I probably would have shut it down because it just, it was not fun. Mm. And she came along and like, and I say it all the time, she's probably sick of hearing it, but like she brings ideas. I don't have to think, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I don't, I don't, it's like sometimes she'll give me an idea, you know, a topic or whatever. And then I go from there and it's just like, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever kind of like, eh, I don't want to do that. Every single one she's given me is just made me just, Ooh, just, I love research and I love this kind of stuff. So, so I'm going to stop babbling. I'm going to let her go because she's, you know, she had a little bit of an accident. So, you know, staying on online too long is, is a bit much. And if you were to see our video right now, she's kind of sinking <laughs> into the bottom of the, of the Zoom. Um, so um, thank you so much, Risa, for spending time with me tonight. Um, thank you. And I think I, if you let's, well, let's kind of get it like now. So should we let's you want to do the 90s next? 
Yeah. You want to do the 90s next? Okay. So let's do 90s. Playlisters, you heard it here. We're going to do the 90s. And if something happens, I want you to email me at (laughs) ITYP2020 Gmail and go, no, dude. (laughs) Good night. Thank you for listening. Um, I love you, Risa. And I love um, you. And we'll see you next time. Bye, playlisters. And thanks again for listening to us. This is your playlist. We appreciate it. Good night. Thank you for tuning in tonight to Is This Your Playlist? If you are tuning in for the first time and like what you've heard, please like and subscribe. We can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and many more. Find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Please join Kedrick and Rissa next time for more fun facts and witty banter. My name is Joey. See you next time.